Welcome everyone to the Money Mentors Podcast. My name is Glenn Fairburn and I co-host this program with Nathan Lear. Uh, we're both directors and private client advisors at Hewison Private Wealth, one of Australia's leading independent and financial planning wealth management firms. Uh, this week we talk about a pretty hot topic given the market events over the last sort of week or so, um, largely driven by, I suppose, concerns relating to rising interest rates in the US and also a bit of a trade war going on um, between the US and China. It's got a lot of people um, up and about, but a little bit concerned. So we thought we'd just have a bit of a chat um, to revisit a, a lot of our key strategies and what people can potentially do to protect themselves during this uh, quite volatile period. Um, so we hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome everyone to this week's uh, episode of the Money Mentors podcast. Um, this week, Nathan and I thought we'd revisit something that we've probably done a number of times throughout the last year or so that we've been running the podcast and it's probably somewhat timely given the um, fluctuations or volatility in the market over the last couple of months. Um, in particular, the last uh, week or so, the market suffered a bit of a downturn and usually during this sort of period, you get a, a fair bit of panic and hysteria amongst some observers there's you know obviously a, a number of um stories in the press last week when the market fell you know two odd percent the u.s was obviously continuing its downturn and finished most of the sessions um in the last week of october down um so i thought nathan would just have a bit of a chat once again just um i suppose going over a lot of the main things that we've spoken about throughout our podcast you know trying to educate our listeners about the movements of the market and how I suppose the simple fact is, you know, in the short term, markets can go anywhere, can't they? I mean, and no one can predict it. And, and you, we will have a number of um, market observers, very successful investors who will come out and say, oh, the market's expensive, you know, get get, get ready for a, for a downturn, whether it's, you know, people will say it's a, there's a 10% downturn, there's a 20, there's a 30% correction. Um yeah, so it is, it is a difficult time for, for a, a lot of people just sitting on the sidelines watching, isn't it? But our message, once again, as, as it always is, is to just try and ride through, isn't it? Yeah, that's right, Glenn. It, look, we often, I mean, one thing I often say to clients is a 10% fall in the market is, is very normal. I mean, you go back through throughout the course of history and there'll be many periods of time where the market will, will fall 10%. Um, I suppose it's all about, probably the hardest thing for a lot of people is how they manage the psychology of that fall. Um, as you know, as we've spoken about many times on this podcast, investing is a long-term thing. It's not a short-term, um, uh, short-term practice. So you really should be investing for for really five years and, and above. So if the market does fall in the short term, yeah, look, it's never nice to see your portfolio worth less than what it was worth maybe a week ago. But that doesn't that doesn't mean you lose money. If you're not selling, you're not losing money. And, and I think just on that point where you said earlier, investing for the long term. Sometimes people can sort of view that as a bit of a cop-out for, for advisors in that, oh, you're just saying that because, you know, I've performed poorly in the short term. But the reason we say long-term, and as you were saying, five, six, seven years as a minimum, is because when you, if you look at the share market returns, and I, I just ran a chart for the last, you know, 16 or so years, if you look at the annual returns, um, then some years are down. Like, for example, if, if I said, 
in the last sort of 16 or 17 years would have a negative 12%, negative 40%, negative 3%, negative 14%, negative 2%. You'd think, oh, gee, I don't want to invest in that market. It seems to be down all the time. But as you were saying, being down is the nature of share investing, isn't it? But once again, that's where in the short term, anything's possible. And if you look at whether it's the last 16 years or the last 100 years, which is an even better gauge, and I was saying to a client last week, if you step back and look at the the line graph of share market performance or just the movements of the of the index over a 100-year period, the one thing that is overwhelming is the upward moving trend, isn't it? Mm. But if you focus in and you sort of zoom in perhaps to a one year, then it can be anything. It can mm. be down, it can be up, it can be sideways. Mm. It's only when you go and, and once again take a little bit uh, further step back and look at it over a five, six, seven-year period then most, that most of the time, over that time frame, the markets go up. So mm. that's why we talk about long-term. It's not so we can sort of use it as a cop-out for short-term underperformance. It's because history shows us that over that period of time, markets generally do trend upwards because you're, sort of, you're, you're washing away all that short-term uncertainty and fear and anxiety and any sort of short-term economic event or geopolitical event, aren't you? Yeah, you explain that well. And look, in the short-term... I think it comes down to we don't know what's going to happen in the short term. An investment company share can be priced erratically, not based on fundamentals due to sentiment, which doesn't necessarily reflect the true value. That true value will generally be realized over a longer period of time as the market comes to its center. So I think we say long term because we've got history as our guide. You know, on average, the you know, most share markets will, will, will average around 10 to 12% per annum over a longer period of time. So we know that we've got history on our side there and we don't know what's going to happen in the short term. So that's why we say long term. Yeah, and I've, in conversations with clients over the last sort of week or so, if not longer than that, I've used a shorter term um, case study as a bit of an example. I just spoke about 2016. Look, it wasn't a great year on the share market, but through different periods of that year, there was, there was you know, quite significant swings in the market and potential disasters I mean, January 2016, the market was down substantially and everyone was talking about, you know, a massive slowdown in China, the, the interest rates in the US were going to be rising um, significantly and once again, the market got spooked and it sold down. It, it then recovered pretty quickly. Then we had, in the middle of the year, Brexit. We saw our market fall, you know, over 3% in a day. Everyone was panicking. Within two weeks, the market was back up again. Um, and then at the end of 2016, we had the US uh, election, uh, our market was open as the results were coming through and uh, as it looked like Donald Trump was going to win, the market fell. But to the surprise of many, on the next day, the US market opened up. So if you were, I, I, I use the example in, in, in some of the comments I had, if you were like in a coma from the 1st of January to 31st of December um, and you woke up at the end of the year and you saw the share market had done 6%, you think, oh, that's a reasonable year. But if you just so happen to wake up at those times when it was down, then you'd be panicking, probably not wanting to invest in the share market at all. So I think, although that's a very short period of time, I think that particular year just shows how irrational the markets can be in the short term. And as you know, people can get it wrong. I mean, how, how many um, lunches, you know, economic briefings or um, investor briefings have we been through? in the last few years where people have been saying, oh, the market's going to fall 20%, it's going to fall 30%. And it hasn't happened yet. Yes, it may. But in the meantime, the market's still shot up, hasn't it? So it's just, it's impossible to predict in the short term, even if you're the most astute investor. Yep. 
Um, Glenn, a couple of reasons. I wouldn't mind just spending a few minutes explaining a couple of the reasons why I feel pretty relaxed about um, the, the current state of play and without being kind of flippant about a, a 10% fall in, in the share market. Um, firstly, I, I'm, I understand, I like to think I understand investing. So I, I feel like I can be patient and take that longer term view. So if the market falls, yeah, I'd never like to see my portfolio go down, but I can handle it. I think a diversified portfolio helps. So I have a, yeah. a diversified portfolio where I don't have 100% of my, my assets in shares. So I'm uh, insulated from, from a 10% fall. If I've got a 50, 50 portfolio, 50% shares, 50% fixed income, for example, um, I'm only feeling half of, half of that yeah. fall, so 5%, 5% of that fall. So yeah. I'm protected. So that's another re- reason why I feel more relaxed. And probably the, the last point I was going to make there is I have a strategy behind it. So if the market falls, I potentially have resources at my disposal, cash or whatever, fixed income or the ability to buy that same share a week later at a 10% discount in theory of that a share has gone down 10%. I can buy the exact same company, probably making the exact same amount of money for a 10% cheaper amount than a week ago. Yeah, so That sounds like a pretty good deal, doesn't it? Definitely. I mean, and that's where sometimes you need to take a step back, don't you? Because you know, there's, there's been a few analogies in, in the press recently and I was, I was just reading an article which I think was in the Washington Post um, over the weekend about this very topic that we're talking about. And, and, and the quotation from this or the quote from this article was, if the price of milk or a car or an Apple iPad dropped 10%, would you sneer or would you run and buy it? So basically what they're saying is think about everyday items that you'd love to purchase. If, if they were on discount or if they were, if the price today was ten percent less than what it was yesterday, what would you do? You, would you would you buy it? You probably you'd be pretty interested. Whereas with share investing, people think completely opposite thing, don't they? Mm. They sort of well, not everybody, but I suppose the more naive amateur investor would think, well, the market's falling. I want to get out to try and you know bottom out or not not so I'm not bottoming bottom bottoming out on my investment. I'm basically minimising the the impact of that downturn. And they just think, oh, well, can I just sell now and then buy in when it falls lower? But people don't realize that, you, yeah, if you sell out now, when do you buy back in? And if the market goes up and it doesn't fall, which, you know, 70% of the time it goes up, 30% it goes down, the, the, the odds aren't in your favor. And trying to beat the market, you just can't. Hmm. Um, so there's no doubt that you're right with that, with that strategy, having a strategy where you can use the downturn to your advantage, not to your detriment. Yeah, if you've got... If you've got um, flexibility in your strategy or your portfolio where you can exploit or take advantage of the of the market opportunities, you know it's going to make you better off in the long run because you can buy yeah you can buy that same company at a discount and yeah you you're right about the you know that when people look at goods they'll they'll see it on discount they'll they'll be very excited to or be more inclined to want to buy it and shares is a complete opposite and that's I, th- I think that's that's down to the fact that um, you know the whole we've spoken a few times on the podcast about loss aversion where people feel losses a lot more than they feel gain so if you've got money invested see it go down yeah. um, it's human nature the way humans have evolved you I guess you start to panic but um, you know, that's where we try to coach our clients and educate our clients if you've got a, a strategy behind you uh, and resources available to make the most of, of your portfolio when these opportunities present um, fast forward a couple of years down the track you'll be a lot better off I think it's also you know fluctuations in the market like this also test a number of investments that have perhaps just had a good run on because of the market um, hysteria and that's why as we always say you, this is where it really proves 
to a lot of people that you really need to invest in quality investments, not speculate. Because if you're speculating, that's where this long-term buy and hold can maybe not isn't the best strategy for you. Because companies, if companies' share prices have run up just because of the momentum of the market, then that's not a good strategy either. But if you're buying good quality companies, um, as you were saying, there's an opportunity on the way down. And the likelihood is that these companies are still going to be around in the long term. But the, the other thing is that if you're investing in good quality companies is, that are paying dividends, is just because their share price is fluctuating doesn't mean their dividends changing. So mm-hmm. the cash flow that you're receiving from those companies is, is just as good as what it was last year, isn't it, in the short term? Yep, yep. The, the dividends, their earnings ha- has potentially has not changed. So why should your view on that company change? Uh, yeah. If you're following the sentiment and the no- noise and the herd, you might get caught up in that. But a good investor, an astute investor... Um, we'll put all that to the side and just look at the, you know, the, the the company. We're talking about company shares, the company in isolation, the fundamentals of that company. Yeah, and I was just going to say that it is important that we, when we're talking about a buy and hold strategy and 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 actively rebalancing or taking advantage of opportunities, um, we we are focusing in particular on the Australian share or international share side of things on quality assets. We're not talking about investments that you speculated on that as their prices fall. Um, you know, to top up because it may be that the prices are falling for a reason that people are finally seeing the reality of these investments. Mm. Um, but but I think the bottom line is that with all these um, market movements and fluctuation, sometimes the best thing to do is not even look at your portfolio. If you set it up with a long-term investment horizon, if you know that you're investing in quality, then sometimes just as Warren Buffett would say, just put it in the top drawer, lock it away, take a long-term view um, and, and don't be too carried away because, you know, I've often used the analogy, you know, when you're driving home every night to, to perhaps the house that you live in and the, that you own, is there a flashing sign telling you what your house is worth every day? There isn't. So people don't have that same paranoia with property as what they do with shares. And at the end of the day, it's really just paper, isn't it? You're not losing any money unless you're selling. And the worst time to sell is when the market's falling, isn't it? Mm. So so what, what's what's the best thing would you say for people to do is it just to sort of sit back um sort of as you you know suggesting don't don't listen to the noise um perhaps look for opportunities is it yeah what, what what's the general advice to people who are perhaps getting a little bit nervous panicking i mean should people who are really panicking should they have invested in shares to begin with yeah probably a good point i, mean, I think we spoke about that off off air if you can't handle 10 percent corrections and even more for that matter you probably Maybe shares aren't the best place for you to put your money. Maybe you should invest in in um in, in some other types of assets. But I mean, we know that shares will deliver um a very strong return over the long over the long term. So it's kind of it's disappointing if people can't handle that volatility because they'll miss out on on some good good upside. But in terms of um in terms of some some advice, um, look, just generally speaking, obviously, you know, everybody's specific situation is different. But just in terms of some some general advice, um. I think I'd probably just reiterate what I what I said earlier. Have a have a long term mentality. So just just be aware that if you invest in a in a share market, this is common. So it's not abnormal. Um, I mean, at the extreme, we can see fifty percent falls, which we saw one ten years ago. You know, before that, nineteen eighty seven. So we can see bigger falls than this. Um, probably my other piece of advice is yeah, don't try not to get too caught up in the noise. You know, we know media outlets will try and sensationalise um, the falls. So Try not to panic and follow the herd in that regard. Um, and just probably just have a strategy behind your, your portfolio. So if you are invested, um, have, a, have an approach. So 
if this kind of event happens, um, you're, you know, it's not like it's you're thrown into chaos. It's like, okay, well, you know, I have a portfolio. I've got some allocation to fixed income or cash. I can, I can look to top up. Um, you know, whenever when I review my portfolio next. Just the other thing I was going to mention, Glenn. I don't want to forget to say it. Um, what we're saying right now applies when the market goes up ten percent. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So if the market goes up ten percent, um, we would say, well, have you considered taking some profit out of some stocks? If you, you know, you buy a stock a year ago, it goes up. I don't know, thirty percent. You might look to trim some of it and take some profit. So it's kind of goes both ways, doesn't it? Well, as you were saying from the very beginning, I mean, that, that's the key to um, one of the advantages of diversification, isn't it? I mean, if you put all your money in shares and unless you've got cash that you're contributing on, on a regular basis, it's very hard to take advantage of a downturn. Whereas if you've got a more diversified portfolio, then it's almost flipping the whole situation on its head. Instead of viewing a downturn as a bad thing, um, you can view it as a good thing in that you've already got your portfolio, set it up at a particular point in time, the market's fallen. Well, if I was happy buying these shares when they were $50, if nothing's changed, but it's just market noise and market paranoia, surely I'm comfortable buying at $45. So it's the opportunity to take advantage of that downturn and really top up holdings in, in good quality assets. So don't panic. Um, hang in there. It's the nature of share investing is that things can fluctuate. Um, but they only fluctuate in the short term. And as I said earlier, take a step back, look at the share market. Every downturn is always followed by a recovery. The markets have always gone up over a long period of time. We're not saying 12 months, two years, three years, but if you go longer than that, the markets have always gone upwards. Um, and just because there's a correction doesn't mean that we're heading you know, to a massive downturn. And I was just about to say, Glenn, we do, 10% fall so far roughly from high to low. It could get worse. We we yeah, don't know that definitely. it could it could be a quick recovery it could bounce back. But quickly. it might not. Yeah, exactly. So I, I guess we're not we're not trying to be experts in predicting the markets. We're we're trying to educate um, I guess our clients and also in, investors in general out there, improve financial literacy, and, and try and educate people that um, you know it it could get worse. It may not, but ha- have a have a diversified approach. Maybe can help you if you're worried about this. Have a have an action plan. So if it does get worse, once again, you're not going to get thrown into more chaos. You, you kind of know what steps you might look to put in place. And, and as I was saying, the odds are in your favour as a long-term investor. And even in the last 16 years, you know, from 2001 through till 2017, obviously this this current calendar year, the market's down, but we're not finished yet. So we'll just focus on 2001 to 2017. It's a hasn't that was probably wasn't the best, probably one of the worst periods of investing, given that we had a. A, a GFC um, and and sort of you know the the beginnings of, of a bit of a tech correction in the early two thousands, but even over that sixteen year period, markets were up seventy percent of the time. So you got a seventy percent chance of of profit of profiting from share investment if you just remain investing. Mm. But if you were jumping in and out of the share market trying to pick it, you're going to lose. Mm. You know, and, and I know you know Benjamin Graham who was the mentor to Warren Buffett. He would always say, you can't beat Mr. Market. You just cannot mm. beat the market in the short term. But if you, if you buy an investment today and hold it, so long, as nothing, you know, so long as nothing's changed with that business, if it's a good quality company and you're buying it today and you hold it for 10 years, then there's a pretty strong chance you're going to be in profit after that period of time. Whereas if you're jumping in and out on a year-to-year basis, month-to-month basis, you're probably not going to profit from that. Mm. Um, and, you, and you're taking the odds out of your favor and probably into the favor of the market. Yeah, we, we always talk about Warren Buffett and it just popped in my head. The, he, he often says investing is like 
betting on because he's American. Obviously, he talks about betting on America. If you invest in a portfolio of shares, you're betting on America's success, and you know, they've shown over how many you know, decades and decades now of of growing you know, GDP, becoming a more prosperous country. So, if you invest in these companies that are in that country, you're betting on the success of America. Um, and yeah, in two years' time, it might might be might be down. But once again, keep coming back to that five, ten, twenty, thirty year time horizon. Yeah. I'd be pretty surprised if uh, you know if those companies within Australia or America or you know many many um, Western countries haven't yeah, um, generated a lot of wealth. Yeah, and as mm. I was saying, in the meantime, it's only paper value. If it's a good company, you're still getting that dividend that you can use to either live on or you can reinvest. Um, so look, I think we'll, we'll wrap it up there. As I said, just revisiting some of those key messages. The number one is don't panic. Um, nothing's really changed. Yes, there might be some geopolitical or global events happening, but we, we've seen so often in the last number of years that this is just a, a normal occurrence in today's market, which can result in some short-term volatility. Um, the key to strong portfolio management and, and protecting your wealth, though, is to have a strategy invest long-term and use these opportunities to perhaps top up or take advantage. Um, but as I said, don't, don't panic. Speak to your advisor. Uh, make sure that you're still on track um, and, and make sure that you stick to your strategy. Um, so thanks again for listening in and we look forward to speaking to you all again next week. Thanks everybody for listening again to another episode of the Money Mentors podcast. Um, if you enjoy the, the content, please do subscribe to the podcast. Um, via um, any good podcasting app. Um, Once again, please check out our major sponsors website, Hewison Private Wealth. Um, So just just search for Hewison Private Wealth online. Also check out Hewison Private Wealth's um, social media channels, Facebook, LinkedIn or Twitter. Um, Thanks again. We'll see you next week.